Okay. You sound more echo-like. I'm not sure why, but... Um, and, you're free, and you're frozen or shit. I don't see... I don't see you. I see... Uh, I just see a picture. Hold on. Okay. okay. Now you can see me. Yes. All right, so I'm, I'm just going to do that same thing again. Sure. Okay. All right, here we go again. All right. A good night, Shabbos. This is Avram Kivalevich. I'm here with my very close friend, one of the, I think, most original and most important thinkers in North America today, Rabbi Yasef Gabriel Bechhofer. We're old friends. We've been chabruses. We have a long history with each other. And he agreed that he's going to give me 15 minutes of the time that he usually doesn't have to talk about topics and issues that we think you might be interested in. On a also, basis. <laughs> I hope so. And we hope uh, that it would be interesting. And the title that I thought of, and Rabbi Yasef agreed, is that we should call it Rizka de Aisa, which is, of course, what it's from usually young ones usually have, but hopefully even us in our dotage also retain some of that fire and power and ideas, and we care about the things that we're going to talk about. It isn't just um, to titillate your fancies. We're trying to we talk about things that we think are important. So, Rabbi Yosef, um, I think you have a, a topic that's pretty important to you, so why don't you start us off? Well, I was very disturbed this week uh, <clears throat> with current events, as we know that they're assuming all over the world for the Siyam Hashas, the 13th Machsar of the Tafyomi. And one of the events was in a major arena in London, a Wembley Arena, seats um, 14,000 people or so. And one would expect that uh, the dais would be comprised of the, the luminaries of uh, Orthodox British Jewry from one end to the other, Mikotza So it turns out, however, that initially... The organizers, whoever they are, um, invited Rabbi Mervis, Rabbi Prime Mervis, who was the chief rabbi of the United Synagogue of Great Britain, more of a successor to perhaps the more famous Lord Jonathan Sachs. Mm-hmm. And uh, they invited him, of course, which makes sense, to sit on the dais at the uh, scene. But then they disinvited him under pressure um, because the certain people, certain elements... We're just pleased because uh, the chief rabbi had written a curriculum based on new laws in in effect in England, which require um, the uh, schools to teach about uh, the issues surrounding uh, homosexual behavior, homosexuals and homosexual behavior. And he wrote a curriculum which would be hopefully satisfying to both the secular authorities and to the Jewish authorities. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that at that point. The, obviously, schools were free to decide whether to use it or not to use it. Uh, no school was, could be compelled by the chief rabbi's office to use a curriculum they did not like. But uh, evidently, this was a thorn in the side of the, some of the rabbonim who were involved with the organizers. And therefore, they decided they're going to disinvite um, uh-huh. Rabbi Mervis. I want to point out that a similar, uh, evidently, a similar thing happened here in America. Are you aware of that, Rabbi Kivalevich? I'm not aware of that. I wanted to talk... Okay, but tell me about the American one, then I want to ask you about the English one. Yeshiva, uh, a prominent yeshiva, which um, both of us have visited in the course of our one of our other jobs. Um, <laughs> one, of our, one of our 20 other things that we do, but yes, go ahead. In this case, one of, a job for a mutual employer. Yes. And uh, that Rosh Yeshiva threatened he would not come to the CM if Rabbi Schechter 
from Yeshiva University. Hello. He wouldn't come if Rav Herschel Schachter was there. Well, Rav Herschel Schachter spoke. At, uh, in other words, he, he didn't mind Rav Herschel Schachter being at the dais, yes. but he didn't want Rav Herschel Schachter to be the one who embodied the principles of whatever Dafyomi's greatness is right. and speaking to the And, and Rav Schachter did appear on video. Not, not, uh, there was a video with all sorts of, uh, again, Chashva uh, Rabbanim and Rosh Hashiva discussing the learning Torah. And the, uh, so, so the threat was, was, so the threat happened, this person, that yes, boycott threat. Come. And because of that, the pshara was we're putting him on the video, but not person. No, no, he didn't come. Oh, so it was a certain prominent Rosh Hashiva who said, "I'm boycotting." Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh, he probably doesn't learn that me anyway, like most of the Rosh Hashivas uh, that were up on that dais anyway, right? Probably not. <laughs> and uh, this um, years ago, it was interesting. I, uh, you might recall this. Uh, there was a time I think it was the CM in the eighties when Rav Gifter threatened not to come if Rav Shechter sat on the dais because it's just after. The, um, this is Rav Gifter, of course, who was a, a, a Talmud in Yeshiva University and had learned by Rav Paleyev and actually, you know, before he went to Slavotka, right? So Rav, 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 Rav Gifter, it was because of his YU connections that he didn't want to sit on the day as no, Rav Gifter? That he didn't want Rav Shechter to sit on because the day? Because this is just after Rabbi Norman Lamb had proposed a um, joint based in, I think it was called the Denver um, Compromise, at the time in which the conservative and the reform and orthodox would run it based in for Gerus, maybe also beginning, but I think it was for Gerus together. Uh-huh. And, uh, Professor Shechter evidently gave Rabbi Lamb the eights of how it could work halachically. In other words, like there would be a front committee which would be kind of for show, and then the actual day on him would be the, um, uh, the, uh, Tamir Yeah, Tamir Chalim. So, uh, uh, which for Herschel Schefter is, um, the, uh, definitely the front ranks of Tamina Chachomim and Poiskim, in my mind, right. uh, here in America. So, so Rav Gifter had a problem with the fact that he was Messiah de Aveiro, that he was involved yes. with, uh uh-huh. so Even though the whole history of YU is probably full of, of, of big Rashishivas and Rabbonim, uh, working out the types of compromises that allowed YU to thrive and now become probably uh, one of the most important terror institutions in the United States today, I would say. Much more important than it was when me and you were a head full head of hair. Well, the, uh, say. the, uh, <laughs> right? So. One second. Yeah. So, in the end, I believe Rabbi Shechter was not invited to sit on the dais. And in the first thing. I, 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 I'm sure he didn't care, by the way. No, I'm sure. Sure, I'm sure of Shechter, Mamish. He probably, uh, he shrugged and he said, okay, I don't have to sit on the dais, I'm sure. Rav Shechter wouldn't want to sit on the dais today. I'm saying, I, okay. I spoke to Rav Shechter last week, the, the <laughs> and I was schmoozing with him, and my wife was very upset because it was at a chasana, and I told you about this, I think, and, and, and she says, okay, look, after, after the chuppah, come find me, because I don't, I don't know anybody here. And of course, I, you know, went into Rav Shechter, and then, you know, we got, we started talking, yeah. and of course, I tried to monopolize him, and he was so wonderful. And then when my wife came looking for me, and his wife was behind her, he took the blame. He went over to my wife, we never met, and said, it's my fault, I took it, I grabbed it, okay? <laughs> so that story is probably one of 150 stories that anybody could tell you right. about Rav Schechter's incredible, incredible humility. So I, and Rav Mervis also seems to be a person yes. who is, a, is quite a big Balmidus. So I just so, want to say, so, at, at the first scene which I was at, which is 1990, 
97, sorry, when after, after I had said the cycle and B'nai Rubin. Okay, are we, are we going to be going back to, uh, to, to, yeah. to Petrakov? Are we going to be going back to Vienna too now? I mean, no, it, looks no, like, no. it looks like we're on the way. We started off with I'm, this one, no, no, got no, into no. the 80s, just one more, the just 70s. one more historical fact, that at that field, <laughs> Rabbi Lamb, Rabbi Shechter, and Rabbi Willard were on the dais. Uh, I think it was Rabbi Gifter was Shwein Avek. He wasn't, uh, it was, uh, he was unfortunately not... suffering from, uh, his, his Parkinson's yeah, situation so. where he probably couldn't sit on the right. dais at that time. Yeah. He also was not going out some, Gifter is also yes. going out some. So, all, all these things, uh, uh, are very disturbing because. Especially to, yeah, there's disturbing to you. You, you take it very personally. Yes, this, because this I thing. run an organization on a Facebook group <laughs> called Orthodox Jews Against Discrimination and Racism. Yes, I actually, you know what, I, I think there's an elephant in the room that we're sort of like not noticing here, which was, I noticed that when you first started talking about it, which is, okay, there's two beginners over here. The first one is Seicheldik. If you invite somebody, okay, if, if you had Tainus on him, uh, in 2000, when was it, 2018, that he wrote this curriculum. Yeah. I want to talk about that in a second. Well, in the that he wrote this curriculum that was so negative. Okay, so to invite and then disinvite, uh, it's the Oshma on you. That's already a Kamsa bar Kamsa type of Misa, right? Okay, maybe, again, maybe it's justified, maybe it's not. I don't know what type of person Rabbi Mervis is. Yeah, okay. But once you offer the invitation, you grin and bear it. Um, uh, that's the, the way you have to approach this, right? Is it, what was the shot is that this Johnny come lately, who then saw the list said, "Oh, this mensch, I can't come." So it was it was one person connected the other person. and other things should be machria that you're not mavasa person in such a way. it's mamish anti every single daffin shas, especially that one. So I can't understand it. Why did they offer the invitation and then somehow yeah. submit to the blackmail whoever this rub is? But it's not, it's not, not just that as an individual. That would be true, but an individual rub, let's say a personal sector, an individual rub represents a specific moiset, but towards the government, towards the queen and the prime minister and uh-huh. okay. everybody else, Rabbi Mervis represents British Jewry. So not just Orthodox Jewry, he represents right. British Jewry, but certainly he represents Orthodox Jewry. And he was the one who just came out at, on behalf of Jewry in Britain and said how bad it would be if they elected Corbyn because because uh, he's such a Sunday Israel. So I'm, not such a, I'm not such an Anglophile as you are. I know you have your doctorate, I uh, believe, from Jews College, right? Yeah, Huddersfield, and University of Huddersfield. Jews College doesn't exist anymore. You, you, oh, which, which University of England is it again? Huddersfield, Huddersfield. Huddersfield. You, you have to say with English accent. Okay. So you, you're, okay, but you're a stick on Anglophile more than I am, even though my, my, my mother-in-law was, was from England and, uh, you know, I have some, 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 some connection there. But, yeah, your wife is the subject of the Queen. Yeah, oh, my wife definitely was. You know, of yeah. course, you know, in 67 things started to change. They sort of, you know, uh, Brits started to loosen their, their hand on, on Canada. My wife's from Vancouver. Yeah. Um, British Columbia. So, okay, look, isn't And I agree, obviously it's, it's important. Um, you know, the, the, and good. I think if you went with a fine, fine tooth comb for United Synagogues, uh, the Haredi Shevelt would find, uh, they could make Swiss cheese out of it. But you're right, it's important for the idea that Aguda, Wembley, uh, which, by the way, I think there's been enough people trampled over there anyway. I'm sure there's a lot of soccer games where people have been trampled as well. And as a history, it's moka muchen with parodius, you know what I'm saying? So, um, the idea is, yeah, yeah, so they have a, uh, you know, it was clearly, 
uh, a bizarre to him, and also you're saying it takes the luster off the idea that this is English jury's presentation of their greatness of themselves. And, uh, and we all know, by the way, I'm sure you were there, I wasn't. I work for Deershoe, I've got another CM. Uh, that I've got to go to talk about that at a different time. Why Deirsh is having a different CM in February? But the big kiddush Hashem, I think everybody is made uh, to the non-Jewish world of the the CM from last week, where you know the, the, the plethora of stories of of the derecheretz of, of everyone. So obviously the same thing could have happened in Wembley, and maybe it did, but even in a bigger way, if England's primal Jewish Representative would have been there. So you're saying it took it took away from what the whole event was meant to do. Right. So it's not just a chesar midas, it's a So this seemed to have been a mistake. But I, let's, that's not the elephant I was talking about. The elephant I was talking about was maybe a pink elephant, and that's the elephant of the LGBTQ situation, right? Um, what's happening there is is are they forced? Are English schools that I guess, get money from the government forced to take students that are in this sort of gender uh, situation where dysphasia, whatever it's called, where they're not sure, and that they are being counseled? Uh, is that what's happening? That they're mo- that these Orthodox schools and Jewish schools have to have these students and and must take them, otherwise they're discriminating. And now we need an eighth of how to deal with these students, and that's what Rav Mervis. Wrote up is that is that what happened no. this, this curriculum? No, I'm not sure if they have to take the students. Uh, there is no separation of church and state in in uh, England, so maybe they do, maybe they don't. I don't know. But this is specifically the the government uh, office of standards and education, whatever it's called, Ofsted, I think it's called, uh, said that you must educate. You have to have in your curriculum in your school a mm-hmm. unit which. Promotes tolerance and diversity, including. Okay, so that was the government's ruling that all the what we call here the Jewish day schools. I'm not sure what they're called in England. The Jewish day schools, and I'm sure they get some sort of discount or other things from the government or help from the government. Yeah. They get a lot of money. So this is a socialist country, right? Yeah, and it's no separation of church and state. Oh yeah. So therefore, since it's they're 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 to have this uh, to have this in their schools, so. Since they had in their school, so what do they want Rabbi Mervis to do? Yeah. To, 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 to write nothing? I mean, they're, they're, they're forced to teach tolerance. Shouldn't they have at least some sort of, uh, Jewish perspective about it? One would think so, but I, their assumption is that it, it the, since they believe it's Yehorek Val Yavor for themselves, so therefore, if Rabbi Mervis writes a curriculum, it weakens their position, and they can no longer claim it's Yehorek Val Yavor because the Jewish okay. rabbi wrote a curriculum. Okay, so now I'm getting a better picture of it. What was really going on was that a couple of years ago, the other day schools and the other rabbinim running other day schools, whether they were or Litvish, whatever they were, they would they wanted to have a campaign against accepting this sort of tolerance uh, curriculum. And therefore, if if the chief the chief rabbi would have said, "I can't do it because agreeing to this is mamish keneged." and this is something we have to fight Yarek for, then the government might have found themselves, the English government, wouldn't have been able to push it through. So it's because he acquiesced and wrote it, not so much the toichen of what he wrote, just the fact that it was maskamit meant that the, the, this, uh, these type of gzairas, so to speak, and the type of normals, normalizing 
uh, of, of alternate sexual lifestyles is now going to be more acceptable even in the Haredisha schools and things like that. Okay, so I, did I put it well again? Because yes. I didn't know anything about it until you texted me about it about a half hour ago. Yes. So, okay. Uh-huh. So that's, so, uh, now what do you think? Was Mervis wrong then? Well, I, I mean, might have to object that there's some some things, other things involved, which are, like he's buddy-buddy with the Archbishop of Canterbury. So was Jonathan. So was the Lord, yeah, I, right? I, yeah, I don't think that, that that's a good one. Lachar <laughs> when they need an excuse to say why they disinvited him, so they say, oh, but he's also ecumenical and this, that, the other thing. So uh, yeah, I, no. I, I think this is all, for, uh, you know, just... Uh, like I said, I would assume every every every. What about the Chreis, Manuel Jacobowitz, and of course they all. Of course, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if Chesko Abramsky had the hobnob once in a while with with Episod Goyevi. No, Chesko Abramsky would probably didn't have to because he was the head of the basement. I understand, but look over there, you know, and you know, Mustama, there were some, there were some, Mustama, there were some. Government funerals and things like that, where Abulmik is, you know. I want to assume that that's the case. So yeah. um, I, it's very interesting. You know, I really find it interesting that. Uh, okay, good. So, what's your answer? What do you think? My question was, what should have Rabbi Mervis done two years ago? I, I, I'm not. I don't. I, even though you say I'm an anglophile, which is true, I don't know what he should have done. I don't know what the situation. Yeah. I, I, what, what What was the right thing to do? What was the wrong thing to do? But I know that this this invited him on that account. All right, this, I think that I think I we're both in agreement. I think you know also that today, even in America, we there are certain things which we might have said, which we can no longer say in school. Hundred percent. Yes. So it's not. Well, if, it you had, if you had, if you if you had a tape recording of my uh, rebellion in Aries Troll in nineteen seventy three and nineteen seventy six, every single one of them would have been uh, pilloried uh, completely, and they would have lost their they would have lost their jobs. Uh, so um, I'm not sure where you're getting at that. Are you saying that the attitudes of the older times need to be adjusted? Because I don't have to be adjusted, but I, I think they do, but. Regardless, I don't think the Rabbonin who opposed Rabbi Mervis are necessarily aware how much in, let's say, uh, centri- modern and centrist schools, this is an issue. And therefore, people have to find a way to deal with it. Right, so if I think went, even in, if you went to modern or centrist school in America today, you're limited in very much of what you can say. Okay. But I think both... Right, but I think both of us, and again, I've read a little bit of, of what you've written, and you know, we've talked about this uh, privately other times. The, the incredible sea change that has occurred throughout the world on these LGBTQ issues is immense and so powerful. It's really overwhelming. Um, you know, again, a, a podcast shouldn't maybe drop other podcasts, but I, I want to uh, advise you, if you are listening to this, anybody out there, there's a great podcast from one of my favorite podcasts, uh, from, uh, Shankar Vedanta, Hidden Brain. Uh, it's, an, it's on the NPR, NPR One app. And he actually does too much? Too much clicking. Oh, too much clicking. Okay. <laughs> Nervous energy. Shankar Vedanta in, in the NPR, um, show called, uh, Hidden Brain has an incredible episode about how in the last 15, 20 years, there's been a, such a seminal, incredible change, no, no pun intended, on th- this LGBTQ issue. How it's actually, how it is actually incredibly, more, much more than civil rights, much more than the equality of men and women. 
And I, I, I can't really explain it. It's Mamish Appella also. Um, and I think that's really the bigger thing, which is what are we going to do about it? What, what is our response? What can we say what we can't say? Um, and, and you're right. I think that's really, you know, that's what, what, what Mervis was doing. Was it a step in the right direction towards that? I guess that's really what we have to, we have to figure out. You know, I, I think it's going to be the next door. I don't know if it's going to be our door. It's definitely going to be the next door that's, I think, going to have to really struggle with this in a very mighty way. Again, um, it, it is an incredible thing. And, uh, again, I haven't seen your recent writings on, on the on the issue, but, you know, uh, I think this is where it leads to is you know, what should be uh, the attitude, especially um, that any sort of negativity, uh, the flag of racism and... Um, uh, homophobia and xenophobia, maybe perhaps even and misogyny, is, is raised almost immediately. Um, Can I ask you a hypothetical question? Okay, we're not going to get to the second subject today, no, are we? Next I don't time, think next so. Time. What, okay. Do you think that what what if the uh, if it was still the 1960s, yeah, the 1970s, and Sasha Styler came up with the Dafiomi Museum, and the question whether whether to invite Rabbi Soloveitchik or not to invite Rabbi Soloveitchik. Do you think there'd be any havamina not to invite Rabbi Salvechik? Well, put, put it this way. Everybody knew Rabbi Salvechik was an incredible guy in Otsum. And, uh, the interconnectedness also, you know, it's every, there was almost like an incestuous interconnectedness between all these. As much as they hated each other publicly, they were all, you know, friends in some way. And, yeah, of course, there, there's no, yeah, this whole idea of who's sitting where, I, I don't think that would have been an issue yeah. at all. So I heard um, yesterday, for example, one person said, uh, not accurately. One person said, oh, the reason they disinvited him is because his wife doesn't cover her hair. Now, of course she does. She wears a shape. Married by Mervis. You know, yeah. But I was thinking to myself, oh, and if the rub, <laughs> whatever you said about the rub, you would say, oh, yeah. <laughs> Again, maybe this borders on Lushan Hara based on what we've been saying. Maybe every podcast in the world is Lushan Hara, but, um, almost. But I wanted to know, Who's the blackmailer? In other words, who's the one that was going to try? I mean, obviously they they made a choice. Yes. Who was it that said we're pulling out? I, I if don't Mervis know. Is in? And then besides that, the people have been scandalized because there was somebody on the dais who was a known abuser of children. So wow. people are saying, well, you know, it's hypocrisy. So, uh, so I don't know who it was. I'm not 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 aware, but I think that this is uh, I wanted this our first conversation. Yes. Well, I think we've had a lot of risk of the rice. I'm yeah. not sure exactly. We definitely, you know, I, you generally, you know, we were well known, uh, people, uh, you know, Rabbi Yasef and I were Chavrusas for a number of years and we, we have to meet them, uh, they probably have grandchildren already who, uh, I'm sure they do, yes. who actually, who actually come and tell us, yeah, I remember when you and Rabbi Yasef were the base fetish and <laughs> Piles as far as screaming at each other. So. You know, we don't have not too much risk of the rice, though. I mean, maybe it's because of all the uh, maybe it's because of all the drugs I'm taking. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> what sort of do we have any sort of uh, con- conflict over here? What what sort of what sort of point of conflict? Do you, you know, you know. I don't know. So we I think we pretty much agree, right? That this was something that was. I, I, I think so. But in the meantime, we went through a lot of uh, picanta nakudos, and I think that that's part of. If we don't have to get 
angry at each other. We have to be no, I think people have to see that we're passionate and we still right. care about things. Yeah. And, if, and if you care about things, and again, I guess to leave a positive message, what can be done to change these type of things? Obviously, what's done is done. Uh, I think there's the heroes you have to have, especially, uh, you know, this is what I'm thinking. Uh, it comes to me. I don't know if the people, I think delegation was the problem. In other words, the Rabbonim, I think, sometimes sit up there, you know, in the Luft, and then they delegate, it, uh, you know, it's not Moshe Share anymore, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. The people that are, the people that are, and I don't want to say names, but the people that are making these type of choices and doing all this incredible legwork, which is probably ten times more complex than it was in the 60s, are yeah. not G'dayle Hadas. And therefore, I think, because of that, there needs to be more careful effort Made and even these small details about what's going on that you don't have this I don't this type of thing that blows up. You know, the Nitziv always wrote in, in his letters that he's almost pavleda, right? Now that meant gribble or I. That meant small little things that you, you know, and that means sometimes you have to be willing to roll up your sleeves and get involved in exactly who's being invited, knowing about these zachin and derecharets. And I think other because it seems to me that this type of mistake was something that somebody. And on a lower level, probably, you know, had the, had the currents, uh, crossing in a way, in a negative way. I think you have to have, you have, you have to have diktuk and shmira about all these things. And I think that's, maybe that's a good message. Okay, so maybe next day of Shabbos, once again, so you're gonna have to send me this MP3 so we can load it up and spread it out to the airwaves so people are gonna yes. hopefully enjoy it. Okay, have a great Shabbos. Okay, uh, people, should, people should, if people have questions, you should have given a way to ask, ask questions. Yes, well, you're going to see it on our podcast side. You're going to see a place there. Okay. And um, like us on any of those Stitchers and uh, okay. premiums and I, <laughs> iTunes. Like us there. Give us a great uh, – if you like what you're seeing here, this is our maiden voyage. If you want to hear other things, uh, I hope it will be uh, just as geschmack as this one, perhaps even better. Okay, okay. have a great Shabbos. Have a good Shabbos. Chazak, chazak, and the Bye-bye. Okay. Yeah.